Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. My name is Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady, and I am so excited to welcome you. Now, Small Biz Chat, we have hosted it for over 10 years, and tonight we're really going to focus on what we call this peer-to-peer education thing, where what we are doing is giving you a safe place to get information so that you can succeed as your own boss. Now, I am excited to be here with you because this really is about giving our loyal fans just one more thing. You know, one of the things that I've been very blessed to do as the small biz lady is travel around the world and have the opportunity to speak to entrepreneurs all over the world. And and last fall, I had the opportunity to go to Nigeria at the invitation of Thelma Okoye, my next guest. And she invited me to talk at an event that she has every year called The Funding Space. And really, it was a really wonderful opportunity for me to have an opportunity to meet with African entrepreneurs that are interested in growth areas, technology, healthcare, agriculture, energy. And I'm so excited to have her here to talk about the work that she's doing. And Thelma Okoye is a seasoned uh, social entrepreneur, impact investor, and an international development expert. She is the founder of the Funding Space and the EB Fund, which is the funding space is a training and mentoring uh, and finance platform for social entrepreneurs in West Africa. The EB Fund is a women's impact fund dedicated to helping small and medium-sized women businesses access local and international markets. She has experience working in over 22 African countries, and she is also an attorney, by the way. She always leaves that out, but I have to remind people that she has been properly trained in the law, and she is an amazing social entrepreneur herself. Thelma, welcome to Small Biz Chat Live. Thanks, Melinda. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. Now, I know you started out your career as a peace builder, and that led you to developing programs to to build entrepreneurs. How how did all that come about? Well, uh, as you said, I studied law in, in the UK and then came back to Africa at a time when there were a number of wars in different countries on the continent. And then with my legal background, wanted to work on issues of human rights and um, dispute resolution. But as I worked in, this, in these countries, I realized that you know, we had to address the issue of poverty, which was really the systemic problem that often led to conflict, you know, scarce resources and people juggling for these resources. And I started to look at how you, we could build sustainable communities but through uh, business solutions. And that led me <laughs> to entrepreneurship as the only tool that I found that could actually lift people out of poverty and remove them from taking handouts from the rest of their lives. Now, what are the forces or barriers that you think um, keep women in poverty worldwide? But in Africa, we still have a cultural impediment. It's a very patriarchal. All countries in Africa are patriarchal societies, and so often women are marginalized, and issues of power and control of resources is, is still very much 
male dominated. And what happens is then that it, when it comes to the business sector, women are afraid, it's, it's, it's a fear of the unknown. They tend to stick to micro businesses. And in fact, in Nigeria, we have the rare phenomenon of having more women entrepreneurs than men and uh, male entrepreneurs, but they're mostly micro. And I think that cultural impediment has really created intergenerational poverty where women are concerned. And so to reverse that, you have is a mindset, mindset shift and a lot of education and training. And that's become the importance, as you saw when you came, Melinda, is the importance of having convenings that bring people together and educate people about what they should change, starting from what happens in the society, but also in how they, they see business and approach business. I know here in the United States, you know, women businesses struggle here. And the main things that sort of like hold back women business owners in the U.S. are things like, you know, they really pursue them as, as hobbies or like kind of side hustles at first. There's always a lack of funding, right? I mean, that's like a constant issue. But also, too, the, the, the burden of motherhood, you know, whether you're a single mother or you have a partner, sometimes it ends up being your kids, you know, whether, whether you um, have a partner or not. And, and that typically holds back, uh, particularly uh, women of color in business in the United States. I was wondering if, if it was the same in Africa or if there were some uh, additional challenges that maybe we don't know about. It, we have those challenges and then we have the added challenge of the cost of doing business here. It's really expensive to start a business and we also have infrastructural challenges as well. And so access to finance, um, so the interest rates here are very high in commercial banks. And they range between 23 and 28%. Wow. And that immediately means that rules out most people from going into business. And so most women you know, will not even venture um, and so what you call a side hustle, they'll just have little businesses at home that bring in pittance and never get to grow. Mm -hmm. So what is the current financial landscape for, for women businesses? If, if, if the interest rates are, are 23 to 28 percent, and by the way, that just like knocked my whole socks off when you said that, because um, that's like, whoa, <laughs> uh, that's really, really expensive capital, particularly as low as capital is now in the United States. I mean, it's never been cheaper ever to borrow money in the United States. And you're talking about 23 to 28% in, in, in Nigeria. That's, that's astonishing. But if that is the case, how are women getting money for, for their businesses? What is the financial landscape? So that's the revolution that's happening now, because what is happening is we, for example, the women that we work with, we tell them that the bank should be your last resort, not your first resort, and teach them a spectrum of how they can access financing from angel investment to impact investment, which is what I do, to grants. There are lots of grants available and how they can package their business um, and know what time or what period of the, the lifespan of their business that they can access a particular fund. There's some development funds that have come um, to Nigeria in particular that hover between 9 and 10%. That's still pretty high, but they're, at least they're better than the funds that are 23%. Sure. So that, that's what is available now. The knowledge that you don't have to go for commercial financing, right? When you start your business, you can actually explore angel investment, impact investment. I mean, private equity is steep here. It's still for very large businesses. But if we're talking about entrepreneurs, 
I think that this new introduction has been uh, a welcome development. Well, I would say that that's probably very similar here. So if you go to borrow money as a business here, nine to ten percent is not is, is about what you you know could could commercially go for. But I mean, certainly if you go for a private equity investment, all this kind of stuff, you know, you got to give a significant portion of your business away. So it no no money is free. So um, and then certainly here because it's so hard, eight thousand loans a day are turned down in America. So we have this whole other industry of alternative lenders, and those guys, you know, start at the low low interest rate of twenty, go up as high as about forty five percent. So there's there's a wide array of uh, funding solutions, none of them particularly favorable, but um, certainly if you can get on with uh, a nonprofit or a grant or a, you know a fund specifically interested in a certain type of entrepreneur, that that's absolutely the way to go anywhere. Now, tell me about how do you think that we what can we do to support your work in Nigeria? Like I know that you know there there are communities of women entrepreneurs and and we can be linked globally. Like how do, how does that happen? Like how can we support you? So one of the joys of having people like you that one of the reasons I started the funding space was if you watch CNN you will never come to Nigeria and, uh, and if you right. listen to all the negative news about you know not just Nigeria but many African countries but where many people see problems a good entrepreneur should see opportunities and that's what Africa provides Africa is a continent of opportunities and I was so happy you were willing to come even though we only knew each other first you know virtually I think that that step of faith is it validates the work that we're doing here but it also provides an opportunity for you to connect with people who are who are doing fascinating things I mean Mark Zuckerberg came to Nigeria and has invested in tech businesses these things are happening on a one-on-one -on -one basis but we need to broaden the streams of cross uh, cross-continental investments and collaborations Awesome, awesome. Well, listen, I know you've got a funding space coming up very soon again in Nigeria. And tell me, what is your goal and your focus this year of the funding space? So this year, so we have a very high youth unemployment problem in Nigeria. So we're focusing on new ideas to address new youth unemployment. We have people coming from all over the world that have creative solutions for jobs. We have a serious problem with energy shortage, you know, electricity shortage. So we're still focusing on people that have renewable energy solutions, how alternative energy can create businesses. I mean, that's an area where women are not even operating at all, but it's extremely lucrative. And so we're focusing on that. But And also we have a youth innovation challenge where we're encouraging young people with business ideas to pitch their ideas and, and win seed funding because many of these young people come from poor communities and would never, ever be able to access financing. So we're very excited about this year's um, event and we're going to miss you, Melinda. Well, I will be back next year. So if you invite me, I will come. I promise I will. But thank you so much for joining us tonight. And Thelma, what's your favorite business book? It would be Bottom Billion by Paul Collier. Talks about how the development countries are an untapped market. It's really good. It's a must read. Okay. Okay. I love it. Thelma Okoyu, my international woman of just wisdom and you're just such a driving force and I'm so grateful mm -hmm. that you were able to join us because it is 
very, very early where you live. So we very much appreciate uh, you being with us tonight. And please, those of you who want more information about my guests and any more information on how to start and grow a business, please head over to my blog at succeedasyourownboss.com. I have over 5,000 articles about how to start and grow, so you don't want to miss it. And thank you all. We will be back. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and I will leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win where you learn. God bless everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Belinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.